1: hello again people centric leaders we are back with another podcast another episode and it's funny you know we look back at the catalog of episodes and the you know the stacks of episodes that we have piled up Diana, how many episodes do we have now
0: the uh, yeah. uh, 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 like 150 maybe close to 200 at this point yeah. I've lost count. I think we're knocking on time. the door
1: of 200 at yeah. this point. Yeah, like we're, so we are, and sometimes we, you know, we, we brainstorm different topics and we're like, Hey, we should do this. And then somebody on the team will be like, I think we did one like that. And, and maybe we should do this or gosh, we did one just a couple of weeks ago. That seems similar to that. This one though, we're happy today uh, to report that we're pretty sure this is never before, uh, before seen footage, right? Like this is never, has never been done on the people centric podcast.
0: Which I think is weird because we talk about this with our clients. All the time, so all the time,
1: and I say yeah. this from stage, uh, as well. You know, yeah. I'll just go ahead and introduce us by the way, Mac Griswold, People Centric Consulting Group, Diana Royalty, our right. COO, co founder, People Centric Consulting Group. It's just us, too. Everybody mm-hmm. else wanted to be a part of this, and we said, No, this one's just for us. Like, we uninvited everybody just so we could talk. Just so we could Matt and
0: I them. like to do just us podcasts, yeah, it, they every, really now.
1: <laughs> every now and again. We like to do just as podcasts because that's yeah. when the real work happens. anyway, let's yeah. let's go ahead and jump into this. Now, uh, it, it seems like over the last several years, uh, one of the big things in uh, marriages, in relationships has been this thing uh, known as a reveal party, right? Have you been to a reveal party?
0: In marriages? Yeah. you know baby like a oh like a gender reveal? The, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: gender reveal yeah 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 like a, yeah, yeah. a reveal party and we've seen instances where it just goes horribly wrong i have five kids i feel like i can talk to this we never once had a had a reveal party a gender reveal party and just said hey i called people we're like hey guess what it's a girl that's what we're doing that's what we're having you know guess what it's surprise it's a boy uh yeah. you know whatever you want to do but these reveal parties are big things where you bring everybody together. Nobody knows what they're about to see. There's anticipation from all corners of the room. Like people are very, very excited about this. And then, ba-ba! boom reveal this is this is what the baby you know what we're having and and people lose their minds over these reveal parties and i thought you know what's interesting is i do this in the workplace quite a bit when working with different uh, organizations really as i was doing as a you know on the boots on the ground so to speak in, in the organizations as a consultant i'm really kind of on the other side of that i go and i speak and I, but i talk about this all the time there's reveal parties at work all the time now maybe not like you're thinking about right now but let me explain
0: yeah. Let me explain. I it's need not to explain.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> In my mind, I'm already there, but let me explain what this looks like. Not, uh, it, it doesn't take long for an organization to call us and we'll get a, a call from, from a manager, from a, from a business owner. And they'll say, Hey, I think so-and-so is checked out. I think they're burned out. I don't think they care about their job anymore. Like that's how it translates to owners and managers.
0: Or I don't know what they're doing all day. Like, I can't yeah. figure out what they're doing because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, or
1: I don't know why they're doing what it is that they're doing. I don't know why they're spending the time on the things that they're spending their time on, uh, you know, and we hear this all the time. That doesn't boil over. It boils over into frustration uh, from the leader. It's It doesn't come from a place of like, you know what? I think I need to recalibrate with this employee. No, 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 no. They like skip past that. And they're like, they don't even care about what their job is that I hired them to do and I paid them good money, blah, blah, blah. And so we talk about this. I, I talk about this quite a bit from the stage whenever I'm speaking. And and a couple of things are at play here, right? The employee is going to work. If you're an employee right now driving to work and you're listening to this, you're like, you know what? New day, I'm gonna go kill it. I'm gonna do the things I've always been doing. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go kill it. Manager is going for most employees. They're like, you know what? I hope my employees show up and they just kill it today. We're gonna have a great, a great day. Some managers are like, I hope that employee doesn't show up because I'm not hundred percent sure what they're doing with their time, right? I don't know what they're I don't know what they're doing with their time and we see that we see that sometimes too but there's people trying to do their best on both sides of this managers leaders owners employees frontline workers everybody's doing their best everybody's trying their best but there's this air of frustration that's there because we're pretty sure i'm not getting the recognition that i think i need to be for doing the things that i'm doing as an employee and then the other side of that is wait did i freeze no oh dang it Diana, you have what? to blink or something because you—I swear it's like you're a <laughs> statue. I thought I, I thought you were frozen. <laughs> Dang it! Just I sit really. Oh.
0: You call me out so often for thinking that I'm frozen when I just sit really calmly and still. Filt your listening. head or
1: something every couple of seconds just so I know something's. Oh God, you were staring. So <laughs> anyway, this anyway, there's
0: just sitting here. <laughs> ah. Damn.
1: So there's this air of frustration because one side is doing their best and the other side is is uh, thinking they're not doing their best and we have gotten out of alignment. We, have, we are misaligned. This is that definition of what misalignment looks like, where the employees are thinking they're doing what it is that they're supposed to be doing. So we come on the site and I say, hey, boss, manager, do me a favor, write down the things, write down the things that that employee should be doing on a regular, like what's their daily responsibilities? Just bullet point that out for me and then write it down and then don't show anybody. Okay. And then I go to the employee and say, Hey, employee, do me a favor. Can you just write down the duties that you're responsible for on a day-to-day basis? Write those down, bullet point, high level, fold it, don't show anybody. And then we bring both parties together and we have a reveal party. And you can see where this is going. You can see where this is going because we get together, the employee marches in with their with their bullet points of things that they're pretty confident of what I'm supposed to be doing. The manager, you know, marches in. I'm pretty sure I'm on the right side of right here, employee. And then they reveal it. And how often those two lists don't match is unbelievable. How often those two lists of what it is that I think I'm supposed to be doing, what it is the manager thinks I'm supposed to be doing are different is unbelievable. If and that's, that's kind what of you're tw-
0: calling the reveal party, right? Like that's come in, party. let's reveal it. Right. <laughs> and it, I'm telling you the number of times Matt and I have done this in front of a client together and watched it go so horribly wrong. Like yeah. the, the fact that they're so different, it it's almost every time. I can't think of a time yeah. where it was.
1: Just aligned. Yeah, just aligned. So yeah. Oh, you were right, boss. They really just don't care. Yeah. They really just don't care. That doesn't happen very much.
0: No, I can't. That doesn't have very time. much. No, we
1: get we get misaligned this, this, this idea of misalignment over time. And there's things that drive that there's there's reasons and things that you are doing, maybe involuntarily or accidentally along the way that is causing this misalignment, and you are drifting further and further apart. And so that's the conversation that we wanted to have today is this this misalignment, maybe you are the employee. And right now you're feeling very unappreciated, uh, you know, for the things that you feel like you're bringing to the table, I feel like they're asking me to do this, I feel like I'm doing it, nobody cares, right? Or maybe you're the manager or the owner, and you're going, why are they doing what they're doing? I don't understand why they're spending their time doing those things, right? And so I thought maybe we should start the conversation with Diana with how do we even get to this place of misalignment in the first place? You know, if you, if you, if you yeah. cycle back to like the beginning you get a job description when you're first hired, right? You go yeah. through this job and here's the things you're responsible for. Manager says, you're the person for the job. We're super excited. Your resume says you're great at these things. Can't wait for you to do these things, right? And the employee's going, yep, this is in my wheelhouse. I can do this. We're we're together on this. Can't believe I'm blessed with the opportunity to be able to do these things for you all. Like this is a match made in heaven, so to speak. And over time, things drift. So maybe let's talk about that. Why? Why? What yeah. causes the drift in the first place? Or maybe what are those things at play that are happening that causes us to drift apart on this thought?
0: Yeah, well, I, I, think, I think you're right, Matt. There's a lot of stuff, right? First of all, uh, when you start, someone's right there with you kind of watching everything and, and going through this stuff. And then as people, you know, stop paying attention to you all the time. They're kind of throwing new things at you, new projects, new technologies, new initiatives, right? And so, so those things happen. I think departments change and goals change. And so things like that shift. I think people leave and then others pick up new, pick up things from the people that left, right? And I think it's just this weird, if you're not paying attention to it all the time, it just sort of morphs naturally. Um, and and managers aren't totally thinking about that all the time. I know Don's not thinking about what is Diana's job all the time. I'm not thinking about what is anybody's job all the time, right? I'm just not thinking about it. So I think as as leaders, we kind of are like, oh, this is the job description. Great. They're doing that job. But then we don't realize during the day-to-day how much that job morphs.
1: Yeah, how, how much that that job morphs into different things uh, too. And a lot of times this is a hard pill for managers, leaders, business owners, whatever to acknowledge. But a lot of times those people on the front line doing that job know that job better than you would know that job anyway. And so sometimes your perception of them not doing well at that is maybe completely wrong. Uh, maybe it's justified, but maybe it's completely wrong. You know, you mentioned a couple of things that I would have thrown out there at the same time too. Like I like how you said, you know, in, in the beginning, you're you're kind of support the support is at a at the highest level, maybe it's ever going to be, uh, while you're there, because they're making sure that you're you're getting going in the right way. And then that slowly kind of fades away. And what doesn't happen a lot of times in organizations is is it slowly fades away, but it's not backfilled with some sort of a communication or check-in process, right? It's it, it it's just it just fades away. We trust that you have it now. Godspeed, we'll let you know if something's on fire, right? Instead of, you know what, we're gonna ease back on the on the communication. It's not gonna necessarily be gone. We're gonna get together once a month and just kind of go over, over things uh there too, but it might not be a daily thing like it was before. And I think that's Honestly, what drives a lot of it is the lack of the lack of transparency, the lack of communication ongoing with that employee. I mean, we do this sometimes, too. We, we just had a conversation end of year and you're like, I thought you and Don talked about that stuff. You're together all the time for crying out loud. I know, yeah. but Don and I are just hanging out and having a good time and going, yeah. going, going to speak it's at these not events. intentional. Don't talk yeah. about work while we're there. You know what I mean? And so we think that something's happening, but it's maybe not, maybe not uh, happening. Um, Another thing, and I always like to do this, whenever I'm speaking at a conference, I'll ask them, I'll say, Hey, how many of you uh, have seen your job description? And a lot of hands might go up and it's like, how many of you know, you know, maybe you have seen your job description. If you've been there a while within the last couple of years and the hands go significantly down, how many of you know where your job description is? and it's probably tucked in a file cabinet somewhere. Here's the other reality. A lot of times frontline workers are working completely outside of that original job description that they were given on day one. And for one of the reasons that that, that that's a thing is, you just mentioned it, how often, and I'm going to ask the frontline workers right now listening right here, right? I'm going to ask the employees, how often did your organization lose somebody, but they didn't backfill that person? They just smoothed out. They just spread out the responsibilities to the other people there. So now you are doing some things that you weren't originally hired to do. Not even that you care, right? You might kind of enjoy doing those things. But now you are outside of the scope of what you were originally hired to do. And I don't know, sometimes that communication or that conversation is never so to speak, or never bound, whatever the right pronunciation would be like, Hey, so-and-so's gone. We're not going to fill that position. Here's some of the things that I'm going to need you to do. And I want to make sure that we're aligned in that. I think that conversation doesn't happen. It's just like, we just need to absorb the responsibilities, get work done, everybody, make sure these things are happening. And then pretty soon you're, again, you're, you're floating in this misaligned outside of the scope of the responsibility thing too. One other thing, and you can add to this if you'd like, I think as managers, we give our employees a tremendous amount of credit for understanding or for thinking that they understand at what percentage or whatever that they should be prioritizing the things that we're asking them to do. Yeah, You know, like, here's the, here's the thing, here's the list of things to do. If it's me, like if that conversation were happening, if it's me, I want you spending most of your time on these three things here. And then as you can get to it for these bottom two things here. And if we don't have that conversation, then they might be folks super focused on the things that you think are the least important on that list, but you didn't have that, you know, that conversation. I don't know if you've, if you've seen that or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think the key there is that the manager's priorities are not always the same priorities as the employee. Right. And the employee has no idea what the manager's priorities are unless they ask. And that's a weird thing to ask. Uh, It's a weird thing to think about asking because you as the employer are doing the job. And so you're like, no, of course I know what the priorities are. This thing is on fire. This thing is a mess. This thing is broken. This thing is my core job, right? When in reality, the, the priorities of the manager might be totally different, totally, totally different from what you think the priorities are. And I think that happens more often than anybody wants to admit. And I think managers are really bad about saying, hey, employee, I know that your core job is this. I know that you're focused here. I also have this priority and I need you to shift this up on your list. It's an easy conversation, but for some reason, the disconnect is always there. There's always that like not sharing of those things because we so for some reason, think that people understand the priority list. People, we think everybody has the same sense of priority and it just doesn't work that way.
1: Right, uh, you know, we say this quite a bit too, but the employees and the managers are gauging success differently. They're looking at different things. And by the time you just said something that I thought was pretty pretty good there too, by the time the manager gets around to saying, "Hey, I need you to focus more on these things," a lot of times that's not filled with the why it is that I need you to focus on these things. You know, to the to the employee it's like, "Was I not doing a good job before on the things that I was focused on? Was I do they think I'm failing at this?" And the reality is the manager just might be three Three steps further down in their mind because they they've seen this happening. We're how do we fix this in the future? We need to make this adjustment now, and it doesn't come across as that in depth of a conversation. It comes across as hey, I really need you to focus on these things, like these particular things. You know, I can think of a clinic that uh, that we worked with that they had missed, and I just spoke in Iowa a couple of weeks ago, and we used this as an example there. They had eight hundred fifty thousand dollars in claims rejected in a month. Eight hundred fifty thousand dollars in claims rejected in a month because the registration department wasn't oh capturing God. the the right information that they needed to be capturing, and the, the leadership is going. We've told them a thousand times they need to capture that, but nobody told them why they needed to needed to capture that. Right? If I'm not if I'm not having a conversation of saying, "Hey, here's what's happening. This is where you fit in. This is why I'm asking you to do this." Uh, and sometimes managers might think I don't have I don't have time in the day to be able to explain stuff like that to people. You better find it. You better find it because I don't think you have enough time not to. And the 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 end of that story is they actually brought them in, and it was like a PowerPoint. And they said, "This is the dollar figure that we missed last month." And the registration department is going, "How? That's that's absurd. Why? Why wouldn't we collect that money? Like where, where? Where is that money? How come we didn't collect it?" And they're like, "Well, glad you asked. That thing that we're asking you to capture." On the forms is why now you would think that's kind of a gotcha moment, but what's cool about that moment is that those employees in the registration department asked this question. I think this is the main kicker. The question they asked was, can we continue to track that just to see if we are on track going forward? Like they totally owned it after that point, but it wasn't until that moment of clarity that said, this is your job, but this is why it's important that you do your job. This is why I'm asking you to please track this. And then they owned it. And yeah, I think yeah. sometimes without that conversation, the manager and leadership leadership is going, they don't even freaking care. I got to fire the whole registration department because they clearly don't care. I've told them to do it a thousand times, but there's a disconnect, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, if a manager just comes up to you and says like, hey, make sure you capture this thing. Okay, bye. Right. Like, you're going to be like, okay, whatever. I, you know, there's just no.
1: I do that to you all the time. So annoying. Okay, Diana. So annoying. All right.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry that I just throw thing. things at you without any context yeah. ever. That sounds yeah. so like me.
1: <laughs> right. Most of it's the other side. Like, five I got it. Didn't read. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. But anyway,
0: yeah, I think I think it's, that's where the disconnect comes from. It feels like, oh, my manager just like ran over and Stephanie calls it the swoop and poop. I just swooped down. I pooped on you and I flew off like. I just gave you information that I didn't tie to any relevant thing that you're doing. I didn't tie to why I didn't tie to how I didn't tie to the current process you're already doing. I didn't say that you were doing anything right or wrong. I just added more random stuff to your plate and that's how things get lost and dropped and confused. And yeah, I I think that happens way more than anyone would ever want to admit.
1: Yeah. And let's kind of pick it up from that moment that's where you are. Things have been dropped. We're feeling lost. And you can imagine the emotional side of this too, right? There's an emotional intelligence to all of this stuff too, but the emotional side for the employee is like, I'm picking up on the frustration that my manager has, but they haven't been super clear about why they're frustrated or what I'm really doing or why I'm supposed to be doing it. And so now there's frustration from the employee side, right? The employee is, is frustrated at leadership and they're losing trust, and leadership, maybe trust in their own ability to be able to do the job because of how it's being delivered. And then you look at it from the manager side too. Managers also got frustration, right? I hear you too, managers, right? Because I can hear them now on the podcast going, "Yeah, but you have no idea. I've said it a million times, and they don't care." Blah blah blah. There's frustration for you all as well. I get it. There's but. But I, I think both sides need to recognize there's mutual frustration. It's not on one side or the other. There is a mutual frustration of the thing that is happening here. And because of that mutual frustration, trust is also now being severed and broken from both sides. This is where you get to that point of, I'm just going to keep my head down and do my work. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep my head down and go to work until they come but come around with the next flavor of the month and tell me what I'm doing wrong and then blah, blah, blah. You know, you you, you kind of hear that too. So let's say we're in that moment. I can't stay in that moment. How do we repair that moment, right? How do we repair that relationship? What are some tips that maybe we have? Okay, so we're in this moment of despair. How do we start to rebuild some of the stuff that's going on?
0: Well, let's first say, like, if you're the employee and you think you're killing it and your boss now comes to you and is like, you're not killing it, that feels crummy. That is a tough place to be in as an employee. So then you've done this reveal and you recognize why it's messed up. I think the first thing you have to do is just acknowledge that your manager didn't do this to you on purpose. There was no ill intent there. This just happens over the course of time. And I think you also have to be like, I want to get it right. Right. Like manager, I do want to get it right. And also you have to recognize that I'm doing all of this work. So if you didn't notice that I was doing all of this work, and now you want to put different things on here. We got to balance it out. We got to remove some things. We got to get some resources, something. But there has to be a plan for you to to realign, right?
1: Yeah. And it's it sounds like it's all, you know, a big part of this is the posture that you're approaching the conversation with too, totally. right? Totally. Uh, if I'm the employee, what I want to say is get off me.
0: Right. Why
1: are you always on me? Right. And if I'm the manager, I want to say, why can't you get your stuff together? And why do I have to micromanage you all the time? The employees going, you don't. I just have no idea what it is that you you change your mind every day. And you can just see this lack of communication or the lack of transparency that's maybe going back and forth. You know, we have a saying that we talk about quite a bit. And it says it says this effective communication can only happen when you recognize that you might be wrong. Effective communication can only happen when you recognize you might be wrong, and I think that if I if I kind of say that, and I can put myself in that place, I think now you're in the posture that you need to be in to be able to approach this conversation in this first, in the first place. If I'm the manager again, that's a tough pill to swallow to say I might I might be misreading this entire thing. Um, okay. I want to go into this meeting, and maybe state why I'm wanting to have the meeting, but I want to do more listening than I want to talk. Um, at this point now, keep in mind, we set up a meeting to be able to have the initial conversation. We already just, we just said we are at a place where the trust is broken already. And so that might be a tough going conversation to even get it, to even get it started. And so your posture manager, your approach is, is going to be critical in being able to create some sort of a psychological safety to even, to even have them want to talk to you in the first place, manager, same stance, or, or I'm sorry, employee, same stance, um, I I can't go in there just making demands all the time. Like I might be wrong about this thing too. I'm doing the things that I think that you want me to do. And it feels like I'm still failing in your eyes. What is going on? What is going on? We used to be so good and now we're not good and I need to be good. Where are we in this, in this approach? Yeah. And
0: I think it's important to note that I don't know anyone that wants to go to work and do a bad job. I've, I've not seen it. I've not seen anyone intentionally go to work and be like, I'm going to ruin my manager's day. I'm going to just do a crappy job, right? I just don't, I don't see that happen very often. So when managers start saying things like, oh, they just don't care. Their job is, they're terrible at their job or whatever. I'm always like, well, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. And nobody wants to feel that way at work. So I think that's a good thing to remember too. Like if you start thinking that about your boss or your, or your employee, either way, you're probably wrong. Cause I just, I just haven't seen it. And I've seen lots and lots of people, but I just haven't seen somebody walk into work and be like, gonna be a bad day today. You know, like,
1: I mean, most, most, most of the time your employees want to help you succeed. Yes. Uh, they want to have a hand in the, in the overall success. Uh, they want they want to feel like they were also a part of the solution, right? Yeah. They want they want to feel included in in that, and you know that comes with the communication or the transparency and the communication there too. So I think I think that's one of the biggest tips that we can give you. Like you've got to start a regular communication cadence, and I think maybe another thing that you could do that's pretty good building on the bond there if you did the reveal party. And maybe I would just challenge you. Uh, Unless you want to invite and unless you want to invite Diana and I to come to all these reveal parties, because it's a lot of fun. But enjoy them. (laughs) Right. But but I would challenge you maybe to do that activity. Think about your team. Just jot down some things that you think they're responsible for on a daily basis. And maybe in your mind, number those like what, what should their priority be and how they accomplish that. And then ask your team to do the same thing. And no, it's not a trick question. And then we just want to, you kind of want to set up some one-on-ones. Nobody's in trouble. I just want to make sure that we're aligned. I want to create an alignment with the team, um, you know, and make sure that we're aligned in thought. I think we, you might even say, I think we are, right? I, I think it's okay, but I want to make sure that we're there before anything gets broken, that we're in step uh, with how this goes too. And so it's not just having that initial conversation, but you might co-create, what what should my job description be? Yeah. You know, I bet you're so far outside of the scope and what that originally was now, maybe you can recreate that with your people for the best team dynamic possible.
0: And honestly, the best job description is a living job description, right? That thing should be changing as their job changes. You should bring the job description to those intentional check-ins and recheck on that, right? Like, look at it. If it's changed, change it. There's no reason that a job description should stay what it is or was always and forever, right? Change it. Yeah. As the as the job evolves and the role evolves and the human evolves, make that job description evolve with it.
1: Yeah. I like how you said as the human evolves too, because maybe they're yeah. capable of doing some more things than what sure. they were a few years ago whenever you hired them, you know. And, and, and maybe to. your team would be better if they were able to do some of those things, you know, mm-hmm. and it, like you said, and they want to maybe it gives them some better job satisfaction if they're getting opportunities to be able to try some of those different things uh, too. So I, I like that idea. So I think those are probably the two main takeaways. Like we need to establish a main communication cadence, but we need to align our thoughts on what it is that that role entails. Um, and and what maybe, maybe even take that last step, what winning in that role might look like as far as you're concerned. The employee wants to know, yes, I'm checking the boxes, but I'm do- am I doing well in your eyes? Am I winning in my job um, or not? And I think that's maybe a good part of the conversation. And then we don't put it away. It just becomes kind of a regular part of the conversation that we meet once a month or whatever that looks like once a quarter, whatever that looks like in your organization with your time. Um, But this is a topic of conversation going forward, and this is what helps you create that alignment moving forward. So we're on the same page with what work looks like. We're on the same page with what job looks like. And both of you reserve the right to maybe raise the flag if you feel like we're kind of out of bounds on one way or another or I'm feeling a little it's starting to get a little squirrely. I need to have, we need to reset just a little bit because of X, Y, or Z. I think both of you reserve the right to respectfully challenge that at any time too. Um, and I think that's what creates that healthy dynamic as well. So yeah. would you add anything to this or feel like we've covered it from all the I bases? Like we
0: covered it, yeah. I mean, if you're the employee and you haven't seen your job description in a long time, you can ask for it, ask for it. Yeah. Make sure that you're aligned. Don't wait until it gets off before you to like fix it, you know? Yeah, fix it proactively.
1: And I would say that the last thing that I'll add to that too, because that might sound a little micromanaging, like, no, 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 no. I want my employees to feel like they can explore the space or whatever that looks like, right? They're doing, they're just doing good work. I don't want to limit them with a job description or, you know, but I'm telling you, your employees want it. They They want it. They don't want you to micromanage them to it but we do want to have be on. we do need some balance here i do need this alignment uh oh. here and then ongoing uh validation that am i failing or, or succeeding like where are we uh their empo- your employees want it so i would encourage you to do that but hope you enjoyed this this uh topic i think we covered a lot of ground and again it's funny that this podcast wasn't created before because we've talked about this quite a bit oh. uh you know internally about other clients but also on stage at different events we've talked about this quite a bit so have your reveal party maybe report back to us let's see let's see who the most out of whack uh, group was we'd love to we'd love to hear that <laughs> i probably i promise we won't call you out but we see it all the time and it's not even that you're doing poorly it's just we lose sight of it it's just we lose sight of it. We just everybody just goes to work one day, right? And and we lose sight of proactively managing that group in the best way that I can possibly manage it. So share the podcast. If you have other topics, feel free to listen to the outro. We can find out how to get a hold of us and share some topics as well. And hey, I haven't said it for a while. Love you bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the People Centered podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also, feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know. It really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new topic. Until then, be well and lead well.